0: Quiet on the set. We're rolling. We've all been here thousands of times. At least we feel like we have, thanks to the stars and the silver screen they grace. Tinseltown really is a terrific town. Lights, camera, action. Join me as we get lost in the glitz, glamour, and galas of Hollywood on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. it. Hello, 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 amigos, and welcome to this, the fifteenth episode. Of FYI, can you believe it? We've made it through 15 episodes and it is unbelievable. I just want to thank all of you for being there and for all the kind words and the suggestions and, well, just for subscribing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And remember, if you have any ideas for future topics, just drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Well, if you haven't figured it out today, we're talking about Hollywood. That's right, Hollywood. And I said something in the intro. I said Tinseltown. Tinseltown really is a terrific town, I said. Tinsel is espumillon. This is something you put on your Christmas tree. But it's something that shines, right? And well, Hollywood is known for shining. It's bright stars. You know how it works. So one nickname we've always had for Hollywood is Tinseltown. And I called it a terrific town. Careful with this word because it's a little bit confusing. In Spanish, a lot of my students think that it's terrorífico, like horrible. But it's the opposite. Terrific is awesome, excellent, fantastic. And I've got to say, as somebody who lived in Hollywood, it really is a terrific town. And it lives up to its name of Tinseltown. I also said quiet on the set. Quiet on the set means silencio en el plato. Quiet on the set, it's something they say before they start rolling the cameras. And roll, I think in Spanish, you say rodar, it's the same. Then I said, we've all been here thousands of times. And it's true, anytime you've seen a movie or a series, I mean, let's be honest, we've all seen California and feel like we've been there through movies, series, careful with this one, whether it's singular or plural, we say series, so Sopranos is a good series, and I like a lot of different series, it's always used with an S. I said thanks to the stars... And the silver screen they grace. Now, the silver screen is another way we say the movie screen. La pantalla. The silver screen. Plateado. It's another way to say movies on the big screen. Movies from Hollywood. And to grace means to honor. So they have honored the big screen, or as we call it, the silver screen. And many of you know that stars are things in the sky, but stars are also the people you'll find living in Hollywood. And I know because when I lived there, I ran into, to run into is chocar con or tropezar con, many, many famous celebrities. And I'll tell you more about that later in the show let's stay focused here. I wanted to look at the word star because we all know that word. You know, it's even a famous song for kids. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder. Yeah, I know because I sing it to my daughter and I remember my parents singing it to me. But star is also a verb in English. I think you say protagonizar in Spanish. An example, Harrison Ford stars in that new movie. Something that happens to people in Hollywood or people who are visiting Hollywood is they get starstruck. And to get starstruck is to be totally amazed when you see a celebrity where you can't even talk. And they say if you want to be starstruck, you can be in New York or in Hollywood. These are two places where you can run into many stars. In fact, they're places that are known for stargazing. Now, this is an interesting word because To gaze is to look at. So stargazing is literally looking at the stars every night, looking at the galaxy, looking at the universe. But stargazing in Hollywood is a different thing. It's out there having a coffee, doing something, taking a walk, and you're on the lookout for, to be on the lookout for, is estás buscando celebrities. And you're bound to find them out in Hollywood. Then I said something very, very cliche. I said, lights, camera action, and that's something that everybody says, not just people who work in Hollywood. Then I used a couple Gs. I like to use my double and even triple alliteration whenever I can. I said, join me as we get lost, perderse, in the glitz, the glamour, and the galas. Now, obviously, a gala is una gala. And the glamour is el glamour. And glitz, this is a really good word as well. Glitz is glamour, or as they say in Spanish, ostentación. Pompa is the way word reference translates it. And these are words that are often associated with Hollywood. Glitz, glamour, galas, such as the Oscar. So are you guys ready? Today we've got a front row seat to check out Tinseltown. Well, we already mentioned the stars, but we've got to talk about the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well. This is a very famous tourist attraction, and it's where you can walk down the street and you can see your favorite celebrities and the star that they have. This is on Hollywood Boulevard and the surrounding area. And this started in 1958, the Hollywood Walk of Fame of fame. Now, Frank Sinatra has three stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And you're probably thinking, what? How can he have three stars? Well, he's Frank Sinatra. You got a problem with that? (laughs) He's a connected guy. A connected guy is somebody who is connected to the mafia. And we're going to talk about the mafia in Hollywood a little bit later on. Of course, Frank Sinatra is a triple threat. What an entertainer. He's got one star for music, one for television, and one for film. So there's a good trivia question. Who has three stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Now, I've got to tell you something. Not just anybody can have a star. There are two stipulations, I should say. A- You have to be invited. You have to receive an invitation. Not just anybody can show up and say, I want a star. And number two, here's the catch. You also have to pay what they call a sponsorship fee. And are you ready for this? It's a whopping... $30,000. Now, I imagine for a huge Hollywood celebrity, that's not a lot of money. That's pocket change. But for somebody like me, that's a whole lot of cash. In the bonus part of today's show, I'm going to tell you why Muhammad Ali is the only person who doesn't have a star on the ground. Okay, so let's look at the naming of Hollywood. How did Hollywood get its name? Well, what I realized when I was researching today's show is that there are a lot of different stories for everything. Everything has three or four different origin stories. And why not? It's Hollywood. It's full of storytellers. Now, one story, which sounds almost too good, too perfect to be true, is about a man named H.J. Whitley. Now, they call this guy the father of Hollywood. And according to his diary, he said that on his honeymoon, which was in 1886, he was standing on top of a hill, una colina, and he was looking over the valley, a word you'll hear a lot in California, it's full of valleys. And... Along came a Chinese man, and this man was carrying wood. Now, remember, I don't know if I believe this story. I'll tell you guys, and we'll see what you think. And so the man got out of his wagon that he was driving in, and when he asked him what he was doing, he said, "'hauling wood.'" Hauling wood. Hauling is llevando, cargando. Hauling wood. And, well, the guy supposedly, H.J. Whitley supposedly, had an epiphany and he said, that's perfect. Hollywood. Although the guy supposedly said Hauling wood. Now, I don't know. As I said before, it sounds a bit too good to be true, if you ask me. It sounds like what we call an old wives' tale. Now, there's another explanation as well, and this is one from 1887. The following year, a guy named Harvey Wilcox. Now, Harvey Wilcox was a guy who did very well in real estate, mobiliaria, and he moved to California from Kansas with his wife. And, well, his wife was traveling on a train, and she met a woman from a place called Hollywood, Ohio, and it was named after a Dutch settlement, this town in Ohio. So I guess you could say if this story is true, really the word Hollywood is, uh, has a Dutch origin. Silly me. I thought Hollywood came from madera, which is wood, and holly, which is acebo. But I guess not. <laughs> So what exactly is Hollywood? I mean, Hollywood, is it a neighborhood? Is it a city? Uh, A lot of people don't know exactly, so we're going to demystify this over here. Now, Hollywood is a neighborhood. However, it was an independent city for a while, until 1903. But because of a lack of water, Carencia de Agua, they were forced to become a part of Los Angeles. This was in 1910. So, yes, it's kind of a trick question. Uh, Hollywood was a city, but now it is a neighborhood in Los Angeles. And speaking of that lack of water, even now, I'm sure you guys will recognize from the news, Los Angeles has had a lot of problems with droughts, sequias. So, Hollywood, small little neighborhood, Los Angeles, huge mega city with mini cities or huge cities inside of it. Think of Madrid and think of Leganes. Think of all these Boathia, all these other cities, but then think of it like on a bigger scale because L.A. is huge and it's constantly growing. So this stuff is all well and good, but when did it become known for movies? Because now Hollywood, more than a neighborhood or a city, is synonymous with show business the movie making industry. Well, we have to go to 1911. So this was the year after Hollywood became part of Los Angeles. And the first movie studio appeared on Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard, what a great place. I have some very fond memories, which I'll tell you about in the bonus part of today's show. By 1915, many motion picture companies relocated to Hollywood from the East Coast. They had something called the Big Five, and they dominated the industry. Those were Bonano, Colombo, Gambino, Genovese, and Lucchese. Oh, wait a second. No, those are the five crime families in the New York Mafia. I'm getting all mixed up. Well, actually, now that we're talking about the mob, the mob is another way to say the mafia, the mob has their hand in Hollywood, too. Of course, anywhere there's money, the mob, the mafia, they're going to want to get in on the action. And they did. So I was joking about the five families and talking about the mafia, but the mafia was definitely involved. If you want to find out more about the mafia and Hollywood, check out Mickey Cohen. He was a gang. A a mafioso, a made man. A made man is somebody who is in the mafia, a high ranking official. So, as you can see, California was booming now. Tons of money everywhere, productions going on, but what happened? Why did they choose California? I mean, remember, they discovered the east of the United States and then they started settling west. So, why did they go so far away? from the east, from New York, from this area. Well, I'll tell you something. It had something to do with Thomas Edison. Inventor Thomas Edison has a huge part in why Hollywood, or the industry known as Hollywood, is located out in California. And we're going to take a look at that in the bonus part of today's show as well. Now, what would Hollywood be without the world-famous Hollywood sign? Well, that didn't come about until 1923, when a real estate agent, real estate, again, inmobiliaria, named Harry Chandler, he decided to advertise his properties. And, well, he decided to make a huge sign so that people could... See it, and people would be attracted to it, and hopefully, he would sell all the houses. Now, it was originally called Hollywood Land. It wasn't until 1949 that it was just shortened to Hollywood, and it had nothing to do with the housing development anymore. It became a symbol of the city. Now, here's a darker. Side of this. This housing development that Harry Chandler was promoting, which was called Hollywood Land, uh, was exclusively for white people. So it was racist. And uh, we can't talk about Hollywood without talking about racism. There's always been an element of racism. In fact, there's something we call whitewashing. And this is the fact that if they have an Asian character, in the script, el guion, they'll cast a white actor. Or if they have a Latino actor, many times they will cast a white actor. And they call this whitewashing. So, Hollywood has always had a racist element as well. It's not pretty. I'm just telling it like it is. And speaking of controversy, even the Hollywood sign, something inanimate, an inanimate object, has its own controversy, its own tragic stories. There was an actress named Peg Entwistle. Peg Entwistle. She was a Broadway star, and she committed suicide by jumping off the H. Salto del H. And she committed suicide. So it's very tragic. And we're going to look more at that dark side of Hollywood in the bonus part, the sex, the drugs, the perversion. Now, in 1995, The sign had fallen into disrepair. It was disgusting, and they decided to get a group of local citizens together to decide to raise money to fix that Hollywood sign because they realized the importance of it and how important it was uh, as a symbol of Hollywood. Just imagine Hollywood without the Hollywood sign, or New York without the Statue of Liberty, or Paris without the Eiffel Tower. I think you catch my drift. Okay, let's look at some Hollywood firsts. We already said the first studio, but the first movie to be made entirely in Hollywood was a 17-minute short called In Old California, which was directed by D.W. Griffith. I'm sure many of you recognize his name because he directed the very controversial Birth of a Nation, which again, this is a movie that was groundbreaking in cinema, but It was very controversial because it glorified the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. So again, there's that racist element. The first talkie, as they call it, because before it was the silent film era. Remember, when they first went to Hollywood, it was silent film. So when they started hearing music and talking, they had a soundtrack. They called them Talkies. Now, obviously, all movies are talkies. It's not very common to see a silent film these days. Although I believe The Artist is a silent film, if I'm not mistaken. But it's not commonplace. So the first talkie was called The Jazz Singer. Now, if you haven't seen this one, it is a classic. But again, a racist element. There's blackface. There's uh, characters dressed in minstrel, which now we know in this modern day is totally offensive. And what would Hollywood be without its Oscars? Oh, man, the Academy Awards, the Oscars. Call them what you will. Now, why are they called the Oscars? Well, obviously, Oscar is a person's name. Well, even this story they can't agree on. See? Hollywood is full of storytellers and nobody can get their story straight. One story says that Betty Davis, who was the president of the Academy in 1941, she said the award was named after her first husband, who was a band leader. Another frequently mentioned story is Margaret Herrick, the Academy Executive Secretary, who said that in 1931, when she saw the statuette, it reminded her of le recordó a her uncle Oscar. Uh, So there you go. Nobody can uh, really trace the origin because there are too many storytellers. But we know that the first person to use it in their speech, in their acceptance speech, the first person to use the word Oscar was Walt Disney. Well, guys, we have officially run out of time in this episode. I can't believe how fast time has flown, and I have so much more to tell you in the bonus part of today's show. If you guys enjoy this show, consider becoming a patron. You can join us at patreon.com Alberto Alonso and join our community, which is growing every single day. That said, a nice special thanks to our super duper students, Eva. Desiree, Susie, Isa, Alex, Boris, and Loles. And don't forget about our interstellar students, Diana, Carmen, and Pilar. If you guys want to find out more information about joining our community, just contact me. I'll give you all the information you want about bonus content classes with me, and so much more. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. Also wanted to let you guys know, those of you who didn't know, I have a few books, and there's one book that I have, my most recent book, my latest book, which is called English on the Go, and it's where I take you to 30 cities, Los Angeles included, and we discover English by discovering awesome things about these cities. So if you're interested, you can pick it up. It's available at Amazon or wherever fine books are sold. Just do a Google search, Alberto Alonso, English on the go. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as you've been enjoying the podcast. Also, I wanted to give you guys a little incentive. If you really like the show, I appreciate you giving me the feedback and sending me messages on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But another way that you can say thank you is by rating the show. Go over to iTunes, iVox, wherever you listen to us and give us a five-star rating. Of course, if you like the show, if not, don't vote. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, give us a rating, and if you want, a little comment. And if you send me a screenshot of that, I'll give you the bonus audio of today's show totally free as a thank you. So thank you so much, guys, and we'll see you in the bonus part of today's FYI.